this is my first um, first one of these because I've been up in Napier for the last two weeks and I'm so excited about this. Eh? Uh, I've listened to the last couple of messages and um, oh, just so much in them, so so rich. And I just this this is every joint supplying, you know, every one of us, every one of us as we as we drink from this wellspring of life that he puts in us, then we can actually supply one another, you know? Um, and I, it, it's, um, I, I just want to go over what, what our, um, if you like, brief was. <laughs> um, how do I, I've put it in, in terms of me, how do I draw life out of the living scriptures? What are some practical ways I receive? What are some of my processes and scriptures that have really spoken to me um, and through revelation have changed me? Um, so it, it is practical, but it is, um, it, it's not a list of to-dos. Um, and uh, th- this is the, the powerful thing, that as you hear each one, they're bringing um, such a different kind of slant but it's the same thing on how, how do we feed from him. And um, uh, the, the, I, I just want to sort of say four general things that are involved for me in, in, for most, of the, most part. Um, it's very hard to sort of nail it all down um, and then sort of want to go into some examples of how that's been outworking. So number one for me... Um, and I think it's number one and in and through everything is intimacy. Relating, receiving, giving love. Um, for me, that's the, the, the core of life. Absolutely the core of life. Interesting. Um, so I'm going to... You're going to hear and the demonstration of my process through what I'm saying. Okay, so here's one. I wake up yesterday morning, I think it was, with three words from a song, a firm foundation. They're going round and round in my head. I know it's a song. I can't think of what the song is. Um, And why that one? Because I actually don't know that song very well. Um, But this is one of the ways that the Lord speaks to me. He puts something in my in my heart through a song, Um, and he often does it in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning, but any time. Um, and, and Jay's my go-to when I've got that problem, uh, I've got this, and I felt Jesus say, that needs to be there tomorrow night, and I was saying, Jay, um, <laughs> can you, you know, and I was scrolling through um, things in Elvanto, and I couldn't find it, and he said, oh, could it be this one, and I was like, oh, yes, it is, yes, <laughs> so, um, so that, that's, isn't it interesting, a firm foundation, look at the line. So this is what he highlighted by the Spirit to me for you. And I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. Interesting, isn't it? This is, this is, not, um, this is not piddly stuff. This is, this is the core. This is who we are. And... Um, I, I just want to share something. So I've been up in Napier for... Um, 10 days I came back on uh, Tuesday um, and I was up there playing for an opera and um, just the way the the Lord um, provided um, is a whole other story but um, he ended up providing this place for me to stay in that I wasn't going to be at and um, I didn't know what it was like until I got there and it was a self-contained unit I was just um, sharing with the stage manager and it um, was a separate dwelling on the property of um, these people who were away. They had this extensive garden, and it was up um, Tiranui Drive, if anyone knows, up behind um, Taradale. Tiranui, the word means big view. <sighs> Just think about that in the spirit. Um, they have this extensive garden. So the first morning, and this was happening morning after morning, he was waking me up at, at sunrise. And I had to get up, <laughs> you know. Um, and also I wanted to have time with him where I wasn't disturbing 
the other lady who was asleep. And so I go wandering out in his garden in my dressing gown and slippers. Soon realised that actually everything's very wet. But anyway, after that I got dressed before I went wandering in the garden. But it was so beautiful having this place where I could just sing and pray out loud and no one was around. And, you know, very often if I've gone out into places like that, the actual beauty of what's around has almost been a distraction. But no way was this. uh, Yeah, so I'm just going to read from my journal um, what I wrote um, which is, you know, just an example. These, all of you will have things like this. So, um, here we go. Um, so, I, I got up, radio. His love is so indescribable. And again, he'd been speaking to me on the plane as well. Um, and again, this morning, as I get up, Um, and wander down into the garden. Here we are having such sweet and perfect communion in your love. I used to be distracted by the physical beauty, but now I close my eyes and sing, if if there's a river, then you're the source. Your creation displays your beauty, but you are so much more. Heaven and earth will pass away, but you, your word remains. Your love is better than life. Eternal life is to know you. All else is simply to lead me into this incredible communion with you. Um, So what's beautiful about this place you've provided is that I can sing and cry and talk to you openly in this garden, being away from the buildings and other people. What an incredible setup by the lover of my soul. I want it too, Lord. He set me up. I love you so much. I know why Jesus was always rising early and going to be with you alone. He wanted to share love times with you. You are the source of life. When I sang, here's my heart, and came to the response, you are loved, I realized this is what you speak most and first, rooted and established in love, begun in love, continued in love. How amazing Psalm 63 describes the desert wilderness, a dry and weary land where there is no water. His soul thirsts for God. His flesh yearns for him. Then in verse 2, thus I have seen you in the sanctuary to see your power and glory because of your your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. This beautiful revelation that you work in us often by taking our flesh and soul into dryness in all that is so natural you know we were designed and created to live in communion with you to flow in your love within us you beautifully rescue and us and help us not to put us back into our old manner of living from natural sourcing but so that we would live out of our intimacy and oneness with you. You don't give us love as a medicine to heal hurts, and then we don't need it anymore. You give us mercy and kindness to draw us to yourself and cause us to turn from natural sources and now feed and live from our constant being with and in you. It's not even just a change of posturing, but it's an active and constant receiving and giving love that produces fruit of life. But the fruit is not why we abide and feed. We just are loving being home in you and seeing, hearing, and experiencing you. I've been brought home to the one who made me to live in him. And that's, that's who we are and what he has done for us. And the the intimacy of living and abiding in that place is, um, is to me the key from for feeding and for drinking. It's not um, outside of that, and it's not um, stimulated by any other desire than just to love him and to be loved, um, and then all the other comes comes out of that and flows out of that so so that's the 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 first of and the core the the other things are have been something that has especially the second one 
the Holy Spirit leading. Um, This has been something that has been developing more over the last 10 years than it was um, prior. I think I was very tied up in other modes of operation than being led by him. Um, So... In, in my digging, it's led by the Spirit now, and that brings to life rather than digging for digging's sake um, or for curiosity's sake or for the mental curiosity's sake, um, which a lot of it was um, in the past. Um, so the having the ears to hear, I'm just talking about these processes, um, the listening and hearing to receive, whereas my old way was to listen to understand in my mind. Um, so the, this growing in the, in the way to receive from the spirit um, without having to necessarily understand it in my head um, and, and know that that is life, um, that, because that's this internal process of the spirit, because I'm now born and living and moving and having my being by the Spirit of God, not by the old method, which was, you know, my soul realm. So the, this comes through the word, through messages, through discipleship, through songs, through sights, dreams, whispers, words inside, a lot of that sort of thing. Um, very often it's like, um, I think people sometimes can struggle, well, where do I start? You know, I've I've heard that. Where do I start in the word? You know, I'll open the door, open open it, and just go like that. But actually, we're on a journey together, and so there is so much that um, I I find he lights on, um, and it might be while I'm just in something myself, but it will very often tie in with what it is that he's speaking to us together. And sometimes it's something that I'm hearing when we're in discipleship or something that I'm hearing in a message and he's drawing me into that. He's, he's like lighted, in a way he, he's lit it up or lighted it on the inside for me. And it's like there's this invitation, will you go into that more? And it's at that point do we, do we take that or do we, oh, that's a nothing do you know what I mean? And and the growth and the feeding is is um, reliant on us having those ears to hear when he's he's lighting something and then going after that rather than um, just discarding it. Oh, I'm too busy or whatever. And so journaling sometimes is the thing that helps us in that um, because. Um, yeah, it, it's not off. It, sometimes you don't have time right then, but if you make, if you write down something or highlight it or whatever, you go back in. So the, this brings you, these are all kind of into, into, um, intertwined. So the third one for me is meditation, and that takes in, again, lots of different forms. So the meditation is the meditation of the heart from the inmost being, and, um, it, it involves the, this, the Holy Spirit bubbling on the inside and illuminating. It's the process of receiving and believing and um, the overflowing with thankful gladness and praise that, that often comes as part of the process of eating his word. Um, you know, Psalm 46, 4 um, talks about there is a... a River whose streams make glad the city of God, and God is in the midst of her. She will not be shaken. And that has been a living scripture for me now for about seven or so years. Um, and that, that was a big thing that he, he showed me, and um, it's, uh, that is who we are. Um, that is our sourcing. And some of my other... Um, things that I do regularly is listen to the word and I I will do it often at night um, and I'm perfectly happy if I fall asleep while I'm I'm listening to the word of God I don't have I don't feel guilty about that because my spirit is alive all the time anyway 
And very often, um, for me, I've, I, um, I have the Uversion app, and I've found a really cool um, thing that works for me that goes through the Bible. It's called Four Streams, and it goes through the Bible, um, the entire Bible once, but the Gospels about four times, and the New Testament twice, Psalms and Proverbs twice in that year, and um, I've, I've been through it for several years now, and I, and I pick a version that I enjoy listening to, um, and I've listened to the NIV UK because I like the guy's voice, and because he, um, because he speaks slow enough for me to receive it, because some of them, it, it feels like they're just reading something, there's no heart in it, but with this, with this one, I can, I can receive. And the same as the message version, because it, it's, um, it's different from what I'm usually reading, but um, it, will, it, it will speak to me. And sometimes as I'm, as I'm listening at night, and there will be something that, again, it lights up, and then I go back in the morning and I see what that thing was and I go back into it. And then I'll probably take it back into the NASB, which I usually read. And, and then I can, like, Holy Spirit, what was it that you were, you know what I mean? And, and so that means that my, my night is, is filled with the word, you know. And um, that, that's just been um, powerful for me. Um, and I think it's been powerful for me because God had to set me free from the striving thing. And it was like when my mind is relaxed and turned off, <laughs> it's easier to hear. And I had to go through that. Um, and I found that he was starting to speak to me more as I first woke up and my mind wasn't active. So instead of bouncing out of bed and, you know, I'm into it, and then my mind's going like this, because it was a problem with me reading and receiving from the Spirit, it was like, just stay there, Sandra. Just stay in that position and listen to me, you know? And so it's just been something for me that has been quite valuable. Um, And um, I, you know, continue to do that, although it... Often he speaks to me when I am wide awake as well, you know, but it was part of the thing. The fourth part would be digging. (laughs) Um, And again, like I've mentioned, this is reliant on the Holy Spirit leading, not just um, uh, digging because um, I want to acquire knowledge. Um, And it is... It is, as I've said, because he's highlighted it or he's nudged, nudged me on it or he's leaning in on something. And, and it's growing in that sensitivity of what the Spirit is actually, you know, being able to hear and lean into what he's saying. Um, the, the digging process um, often involves reading the context and chapters around it um, and... Uh, complete books. Um, it can it can highlight certain themes, and there have been a, a number of things that there have been key themes, and he's speaking in the body about it. And it's like they keep coming back, and then you're seeing this in the light of this that he's starting to reveal and open up. So um, it, it's something that builds and builds and builds over the years, and becomes more and more. Um, just established um, and firm. So there's related scriptures, things that come to mind, um, writing them down, looking them up, um, sometimes looking at cross-references um, that, are, that are there. So um, I, do, I do use uh, the Blue Letter Bible um, study thing. Um, I love the Vines expository stuff, the word studies. Um, but again... It's when he leads rather than just going off on a rabbit chase, you know, down this. Because that was my mode of operation. When, when I was a new Christian, I was hungry for the word, but I was trying to do it through my... Men- and it's not that that's not part of it now. It's just led by the Spirit now. And he'll say, I want you to go and look at this. Um, journaling, journaling, dialoguing with others. 
So with um, as, as I'd been listening, so I listened to Sam and um, Joe, and I just loved what Sam brought about these three. And I thought, that's so helpful, you know, because it's something like you can just grab, and it's there. It's like a memory um, holder, you know. Um, and so I was saying, Lord, it'd be really great if you gave me an image that... <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm not trying to compete. It's just that it's so helpful, and it's like, and I, I want to, um, I want to be able to um, do whatever's the most helpful for your people. You know, and um, so I, so I, I was just talking to him about um, tonight, and and the first thing he do, did was speak the scripture about his words being spirit and life. Um, that's John six sixty three. The whole the whole verse is it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you, spoken to you are spirit and life. And when I started asking him about the image, he said, "I've given you an image, <laughs> the wellspring of life. Don't have to have anything else." Oh, right. Yeah, you have. <laughs> It's a very cool image, you know. Um, and so it was like, so I want you to go into that. And and so this um, this was part of my my um, you know just talking to him and 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 digging in with this. So that that um, phrase, of course, comes from um, John four, which is the story of the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. And he, he started to illuminate various things. So as I share these things, you're going to hear my process has been in, involved in bringing out what, what it is that he's been feeding me with. Um, so, so one of the things that I felt the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go and look at those words well, <laughs> And um, and the first thing that really jumped out at me was that the well that's referred to in um, in John four verse eleven. Let's why don't we turn to John four because we're going to be in there for a while. My iPad was working in here this morning. I tested it. Hello. It's all right. I can go into the phone. Hopefully that doesn't chunk on me. Isn't that interesting? He must be really into this. Hmm. So in John um, four verse eleven, she she said to him, <laughs> "The request is timed out. <laughs> Go somewhere else, you." Right. Um, she said to him, "Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. <coughs> Where then do you get that living water?" You're not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and cattle. That word well <clears throat> actually means pit. Interesting, isn't it? And then you have the word well that's in verse, uh, verse 14. So I'm going to read from verse 13. Jesus answered her and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Different word. It's, it's described as well, which is the same word in English, but it's not the same word originally. The word um, originally is... 
something I won't say it, but it means spring or fountain, entirely different thing. So the the thing is that he was he was showing me there's this contrast these contrasts that are happening within this story and it goes with this thing that he's <clears throat> he's laid on my heart about our our sourcing because that's what the well springs all about isn't it where are we sourcing life from because there's only one source of life and we could be trying to source life from something that doesn't have life essentially or we could be trying to source from what we know to be life but in the wrong manner and um, for for this woman we see in this interaction there's there's a vast difference between the woman's sight and um, mode of operation and everything in Jesus Um, so she, ha- she sees everything in the natural, right? And she is thinking and trying to understand the spiritual through the natural. All her questions are trying to understand things through the natural, but she's, she's trying to bring, come into understanding of the spiritual, but through this wrong process, this wrong mode of op- operation. And... She's looking to what the patriarchs have done. That, that made me, so that made me think of something else that's a bit like this, Deuteronomy 8. And in that passage, the Lord actually talks about his, his process with Israelites, that I humbled you, I brought you into the, the wilderness, and I made you hungry. And then I fed you with manna that your fathers, your patriarchs, did not know. Why? Why did he do that? Do you remember what's next in that passage? That you would know something. Does anyone remember what it is? That's right. That you would know that man... That's right does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. That is living relationship. Back to the garden, the source is relationship. Jesus himself fed and drank from relationship in everything that he did. Matthew 14 is that a very interesting chapter when he, at the beginning of that chapter, he hears that his cousin John the Baptist has been beheaded, right? And it says, I'm going to go there because I missed it before. Um, I think I can probably remember it anyway. So he says that <clears throat> he, went to a, he, he went to a secluded place. Okay, so he's just heard, when, when Jesus heard this, it says, he went alone to a secluded place. And then the crowds come, and he has compassion on them. And then we have this day unfolding where he feeds the 5,000, and all this stuff happens. And then later on in that chapter, uh, verse 23, I think it is, all of this has happened. So he's just heard that someone that he knows and he loves has been beheaded, right? He's going to drink from his love relationship with Father. That's interrupted. Now he has compassion and he still goes through the day and he's giving out. But what does he do at the end of that long day? Does he say, man, this has been a day. I just need to get back to bed. No, he doesn't. He stays alone. He went up the mountainside. And to me, that shows me the living reality of what happens in our lives sometimes. But the question is, do we go up the mountainside after the busy day or do we default to our sources sleep? Do you see what I mean? This is where, the, this is where he, he really gets in 
on the re- reality for us because we can say yes, yes, and and that's all good, but actually he he is wanting us to live from this, and and Jesus showed that, and he actually um, showed the way within that incredible day that he had. So that was a slight aside. Um, getting back to um, the the woman at the well. So the source, Jesus actually says, you will thirst again. <laughs> but there's another source where you're not going to thirst again. So they're two different sources. And he is always calling us into what we are made to live from. And sometimes, as, as I wrote in my journal, he has to cause great dryness for us to hunger and thirst for him. He did with the Israelites. That's kind of like the pattern with us, you know? And, and f- so that we would know that he is the only source. Um, there's such a sad passage that uh, I came across again while I was up there. And it's um, in Numbers eleven six. if I can remember it. It's something to do with our appetite has gone. And we have to stare at this manna stuff all day. And they're complaining. And they're grumbling because they want meat. And, and we want the fish that we had back in Egypt. And it's like... There's this response from the Lord after it, and he said he was angry with them. And when you see that it it ties in with what Sam brought this morning, he's not angry because he's frustrated. He's not angry because he hates them and because they're dumb. He's angry because he wants them in fullness, and he wants them feeding from relationship with him because that's how we're designed And here he has, he's poured out Christ. Manna was the shadow of the substance of Christ, who is the bread of heaven, right? And they were saying, not good enough. But bring it home, do we lose our appetite for him? And if things are dry, is it because we're not feeding from the wellspring of life. We're feeding from what we think is but is not. Could we possibly be in that whole thing where we search the scriptures thinking that in them you will find eternal life, but we don't see Christ? So we've separated the word and the spirit. We've separated um, seeking God in his word from actually a living, vital, intimate relationship with him. And this is a reality it really is. And that's what he's putting his nail on, finger on tonight, you know. Um, that I've mentioned the sight, the natural, as opposed to the, the spiritual. So she couldn't, she was trying to understand through the, the natural. Isn't it interesting that the, the vessels are contrasted? So she's talking about, you haven't got a water pot. You haven't got anything. How are you going to get water? Interesting, isn't it? At the end of it, she leaves her water pot behind. That reminds me of something else. Bartimaeus, when he screamed out to Jesus for help. And that's in Matthew somewhere. Mark, I think it's Mark. I've got it somewhere. Um, He actually threw off his cloak. Didn't need it anymore. And there is... There is this reality in our lives that we have to throw off the old ways and the old modes of operation in order to come into the new. Um, who, who and what is the vessel now that Christ was talking about? Where's this wellspring of life going to be? In us. So we end up being this vessel. So instead of being a water pot that contains a limited supply, <laughs> We become a vessel 
that actually has a never-ending supply because of Christ within us, right? Totally different things. This is real food, real food that feeds us on the inner parts. And it is what, when we're born again, we innately want, like a a baby that's just been born, we've talked about this, innately wants mum's milk. When we're born of the Spirit of God, we innately want real food. I can still remember when I was first born again, uh, only a few weeks old, and I'd gone to um, this thing after a service, and it was a, like a sing-songy, suppery thingy, I don't know. Anyway, they were handing around supper, and this has happened a few times with me, where out of my mouth comes what the Spirit is saying, and it's like, woo, woo, that, how did that happen? And you know that something's happened. And it was like, I want real food. What I meant was, you're giving me physical food? I came here for real food. I need real food. I went at that time, I was so hungry for the word, I went to the elders of that church and I said, where can I go to to have a Bible study or something, I didn't know what. Unfortunately, in that situation, there wasn't the discipleship groups. It was, it was a different kind of um, situation. And they sent me off to someone who took people through things. And honestly, so this was dead. I knew it was dead. I was brand new Christian. I knew this was dead. It was an English comprehension exercise. Read this passage, answer these questions. It was utterly devoid of real food, and I knew it. Innately, I knew it, because the spirit in us desires to feed from him. It's relational, and it must be living by the spirit. It cannot be, the spirit can't be fed through the head. It cannot be. It's, we're not designed like that. So we become this vessel. A related um, verse to all this, John seven thirty seven to 39. Now on the last day, the, gr- the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Have you heard that in Revelation? He was thirsty, Come. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For the spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. From his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. That's a whole lot different from having a bucket full. Or a water pot full. I used to live from a capacity that ran out. So I I know the reality of that. And now I know the reality of living from an unlimited supply. Because it's not me. So it doesn't run out. Love doesn't run out when it's his love. It can't. It simply can't. And he just opens up more and more the reality of what that looks like, that the capacity is limitless. (laughs) The rivers, I thought this was interesting, that word will flow rivers is a a funny word, potamus, I don't know what that means, but anyway, it's derived from to drink banqueting. I thought that was cool, since we're at banquet. Figuratively, to receive into the soul what source serves to refresh strengthen, nourish it into life eternal. So the very rivers within us are the thing that feed us. Yeah, He becomes the wellspring inside, not a place. And it's within his body. It's not just within me. He's designed it that his rivers flow up through us. This wellspring comes up. We're all feeding from him within a body, then every joint supplies. It's not a little island over here, me and Jesus. It's, he's designed it 
that he's the head. Now, if everybody is connected the head and they're drinking from the head, the wellspring, you've got a body that's actually working as the body that every joint is supplying, right? If you've got some of the members of the body that aren't connected or aren't drinking, then you've got a body that is only got some parts supplying. So how important is it that we are all sourcing from him? We must continue to drink. And he says this. um, I'm going to jump a page and come back. Whoever drinks, 4.14. Whoever drinks, whoever drinks, we need to keep drinking. I want to just put something in here. I don't think I've ever seen a a mature Christian who is still only feeding off second-hand revelation. Never. Now, I've got to be real careful how I say this because there is an utter place for daily devotionals that have been written by someone else. But if you are still only sourcing and drinking from a daily devotional and you've been walking with the Lord and you, you won't grow from that point, you'll stay a babe. It's like a baby bird that is feeding off the regurgitated food from mama bird. That's the reality of it. It's not that it's not valuable in its place, but to be the sole food for a Christian's entire life means that you won't grow. It's, and that's the reality of it, because we are meant to mature and meant to learn how to feed from him, how to drink from him, how to have the wellspring within us. Yeah, Each one of us, this is not for those that have got the gift of teaching, this is for every single person, because every joint must supply. But if, if there's been maybe the understanding that that's okay, you know, at least I'm having time with the Lord. Yes, but there's more. The invitation to food that really changes you, you know, not just a thought that someone else had, but something that the Lord has spoken and is absolutely emblazoned, and now it's this living reality, and now I find myself living above circumstances that used to pull me down. That's that's what the wellspring actually does. It brings life, and that life actually sustains, and it feeds and builds and matures, you know? So I would count that in amongst the water pot that needs to be left behind. <clears throat> the flesh profits nothing. So... I, I just want to have a look at one more thing in this John passage. John 4.10. <clears throat> Isn't it interesting that it's a gift? If you knew the gift, the gift, a gift cannot be earned. Oh, a gift can't be earned, guys. You can't earn your way into being fed by him. It's a gift. If you knew the gift of God and who it is, who it is, not what I can do for you, who it is, it's always about him. It's always about him. Back to the garden. It's always about intimacy first. The who. It's Christ. It's relationship. You would ask him. If I'm going to ask him, I'm turning from my old source. And I'm asking because he has something that I don't have. And then I'm going to receive from him. You come into a new and living way of this constant sourcing of life. Beautiful, isn't it? So I'm up in... in, um, in Napier, and 
the Lord's been speaking. And amazing. I'm going to show a picture because he's he he laid this this at the very end. But through this time, just at the end, Sunday, my dad goes into hospital. Um, quite suddenly, starts vomiting in the in the service, and the Lord's prepared me on that day. For some reason, I've got a lunch packed. I've got my cell phone charger with me. I've. Got, I wasn't with them in their in their in their service. I decided and felt the Lord lead me to another place in Havelock North. Get this um, text from Mum. Can you ring me? And he's in Hastings Hospital, so it's a very quick drive. And I'm there. He's in ED, and um, he's not in a great state. And so I I see. I just want to get. The, the point out from this one, this we need to keep drinking, okay? So in amongst this time when Dad's um, in hospital, <laughs> they have a point, <clears throat> they have had trouble. He's older, like 86, and um, they have great trouble putting lines in him anyway. And because of the situation, they've made him nil by mouth, so he's not allowed water or drink. And... One of his lines um, bled out, so they had to pull it out. And of course, he's nil by he's nil by mouth, so he's he's not got the saline coming through anymore. He can't drink, and they're trying to get a line in. So I don't know if anybody knows how much water we've got in our body, and what happens if you are severely dehydrated. Your veins just collapse. See how we need to keep drinking? Um, we had a lovely house surgeon said, All right, we really need to get this into you. You're going to turn into a chip. <laughs> she was gorgeous. I said, oh, he's already a pincushion. Um, but anyway, they, they ended up managing to get a line in. But what I'm saying is when we, don't, when we are without hydration, we are not drinking and we are not sourcing and... and um, we're not sourcing from him. We become a dried up little chip, yeah. And and how how can we be vibrantly alive in the spirit if if we're not drinking? That's where that was going. Okay. Um, just quickly, this last little thing. So this was another way that. Um, have you got that picture? If you could put it up. I went. And this was one of my morning things, and I just felt to take some photos, and it, this didn't hit me until I started looking through the photos, and I came in, and it, it was so strong in me, and it was like the, the visual kept on coming in. You are seated in heavenly places. Now, this is something that the Lord has been, um, this has been one of these big themes that the Lord has been um, revealing in me. Um, over the last seven years, and it, it just builds and builds and builds and builds, and and this just was the the picture that captivated <clears throat> captivated it. It's the above all position. It's the empowerment to live from above, rather than being overwhelmed by the circumstances and stuff, and the the this being fed and sourced from the unshakable realm which is him, right? This is the reality of who we become. So in Psalm 46, she shall not be shaken. Why? Because God is in the midst of her. She is being supplied. She is being made glad by the river of God. It's the same picture. It's the same thing that he has shown me over the years that has caused me to pray God, shake what can be shaken now while I can cooperate with you. Because I know there's going to come a day where what can be shaken will be shaken out of me. Yeah? And he wants to build what is unshakable. And that means being glad when he shows me stuff that can be shaken. So that, that he can build me so that I can, can go through things without it making me overwhelmed or going... So the, so the outcome of this, this is the outplay of this was dead in the hospital. And the reality in my journal, I've got it written down here. 
tremendous sense of wholeness and rest in it all. His love and peace just there. Nothing's changed within. Now, subsequent from that, we've, it, it appears that they've seen cancer and it's probably, along with the other thing that is probably a tumour, and it, they can't and won't be doing anything for it. And it is terminal. But it's not like nothing has changed within. This is the reality because of who he is. He is the, this lover of our souls who knows all things. My dad knows the Lord. We actually all are terminally ill. We are all going to die. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make light of something because it's serious. And, you know, there's still things to work through. And, and, and I'm going to miss him terribly. I love him. But it's the, the reality of who he has made us to be is absolutely dependent on this daily feeding, this moment by moment being in him. And I want to just leave you with this one absolutely beautiful verse. 2 Thessalonians 3.5 May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the steadfastness of Christ. We can't do it. The Israelites were not steadfast. They kept on going astray. The flesh will always go astray. But Christ within, his steadfastness, causes us. It, it, it is by faith I live now. Not by faith in me, in how I can drink, but by faith in him, in what he has done and who he has made me. So amen. Lord, I just pray for the, the words that you give us and show us and empower us and feed us with. And I just pray, Lord, that each one of us here and within the sound of my voice, Lord, would have such a hunger to come into the reality of feeding from you. And Lord, that wherever we are on the journey, Lord, that we would have um, the knowledge that you have food for us. Living food, living water, that that is your way for us and it is life and it becomes more and more and more. And Lord, I pray that this body, Lord, would be sourcing themselves, each individual one would be connected to the head, Christ Jesus. And each living one, Lord, would be supplying each joint supplying in this body, that we would be the, the body that you have designed us to be together. In Jesus' name, amen. So we've got a few questions there, and um, have fun. <laughs>